This is an ABC podcast. Kaya, nan curl Millie Rose, nan mudich curling. Hi, I'm Millie Rose. I'm a fierce girl. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies from here on Noongar country and from wherever you are listening. We respect the elders of the past and present. Fierce Girl Power. This is the story of Australia's first female Paralympian and the first to win tons of medals, Daphne Hilton, who was also known as Daphne Sini. Read by the first Australian woman to win a medal at the Winter Paralympics, Jessica Gallagher. Easy, boy. Easy. Daphne sensed something was wrong with the horse. She tightened the reins, but he ignored the tension and surged ahead. Ah, so that's the problem. Daphne spotted a dog hurtling towards them. Get away! Shoo! The horse broke into a gallop. Whoa, boy! Whoa! Look out! The pesky dog was underneath them, weaving between the horse's clamouring hooves and snapping at its shins. Are you crazy, dog? Daphne yelled. Going to get trampled! The horse turned sharply off the grass and galloped straight for the main street of Murrumburra. Whoa, boy! Whoa! Daphne heaved on the reins. But it was no use. The dog disappeared, but the horse was too panicked to stop. He slipped on the asphalt, legs scrambling to keep upright. It was too late. The horse tumbled sideways and landed with a thump. Daphne was crushed, sandwiched between the horse's dead weight body and the ground. Should we call a doctor? Lift her into the back of my car. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure you should carry her like that. It took three days for the local doctors to realise Daphne's injuries were serious. Then they sent her to the big smoke. Sydney. You've broken your back. The city doctors said, you won't walk again. Daphne had never heard the word paraplegic, but after nine months in hospital, she found out that's what she was called. Paralysed in the lower half of her body. There's not much we can do. The doctors said, you should just go home. In the 1950s, people with injuries like Daphne's usually didn't live very long because there was no proper follow-up treatment. But Daphne was only 17. She wasn't done living. Daphne tried to shuffle around the streets of Murrumburra and its twin town, Harden, with crutches and metal braces on her legs called calipers. But the locals, they weren't used to seeing people with visible disabilities. Sometimes, 
They even crossed the road when they saw Daphne. Oh, there must be more to life than this. Daphne sighed. Somewhere I can live like everyone else. When Daphne heard about rehabilitation centres opening up in Sydney to help people with injuries like hers, she figured she had nothing to lose. See you later, hardened Murrumburra! One way the city rehab centres helped people was by teaching them how to use wheelchairs. That's it, Daphne. Push and pull. You've got it. Another way they helped was by teaching people how to play sport. Don't let your chair stop you, they said. Playing on wheels is fun. Daphne hurled javelins and shot puts and wooden clubs. Look at its saw! She wielded a fencing sword. On guard! And she shot bows and arrows. Bullseye! But she wasn't done. Daphne was a force to be reckoned with in the pool. Her arms sliced through the water like powerful propellers. And her prowess caught the eyes of some very important sports officials. Daphne Jean Sini, they said. You're very strong. You're very speedy. You're very determined. You're extraordinary. You're going to need a passport. You've been selected for the Paralympic Games in Rome. Daphne squealed. She'd never been overseas. Yes! Woohoo! And the Paralympics were a new and exciting event. The biggest sporting event in the world for people with a disability. Daphne felt proud. She felt excited. And for the first time in a long time, she felt respect. Welcome to Roma, signore. Oh, and signora. Daphne was the only woman on the Australian Paralympic team, but she didn't mind. She was used to training with the men and she was just as good as them. I can't wait to see the Paralympic Village, Daphne said. Uh, about that. The Paralympians weren't sent to an athlete's village. They were sent to a hospital, like sick people. <sighs> the world still has a long way to go, Daphne thought. But she shrugged it off. She remembered why she was in Rome. She was Australia's first female Paralympian. And she was there to win. Representing Australia, Daphne Sini. Daphne smoothed down her swimming cap and waved to the crowd. Take your mark. Daphne lunged away from the edge body flat and face down. 
She stretched out her arms, caught the water with her hands, then used her super strong shoulders to pull back in a perfect semicircle. Her head bobbed up as she took a breath, then repeated the movement over and over. Seen Australia out in front. After just a few mighty strokes, Daphne's fingertips touched the wall. She spun around to check the clock. One minute, 29 seconds. Numero uno, Daphne Sini. Daphne threw her arms into the air. I did it, she said. Breastro gold. But she wasn't done. Daphne swam again in the crawl. That's what freestyle used to be called. Numero uno, Daphne Sini, Australia. Daphne smiled when she saw the podium. It was sloped for her wheels. And the gold goes to Daphne Sini, Australia. Daphne bowed her head as an official slung a medal around her neck. Her eyes welled with tears as the Australian flag was hoisted up the pole to the sound of the anthem. God save our gracious Queen Long live our noble Queen God save the Queen But she still wasn't done. Daphne had four more events outside of the pool. Daphne closed one eye and focused her other on the target. She pulled back the string ever so steadily, breathing slowly and calmly. She could feel her heartbeat. Thump, thump, thump. She waited for a gap between thumps. Then released her finger. Bullseye! But she wasn't done. Welcome Daphne Sini, Australia. Daphne wheeled into the athletic stadium and waved to the crowd. She took her place on the field as someone handed her a javelin. Daphne curled her fingers around the pole, bent her elbow, gritted her teeth and leaned back. Then she sprung forward, releasing the pole and sending it soaring through the air. Sini, 11.34. Sini, silver! But she wasn't done. Daphne was handed a piece of wood shaped a bit like a bowling pin, a club. She gripped the neck of the club and leaned back. Then she sprung forward, swinging the club and sending it soaring through the air. Sini, 21-11. Sini, silver. But she still wasn't done. 
Daphne was handed a shot put. She cupped the ball in her hand next to her chin and leaned back. Then she sprung forward, releasing the weight and sending it soaring through the air. Sini, 450. Sini, bronze. The entire Australian team won 10 medals and six were Daphne's. But she wasn't done. Daphne, welcome home. We have a surprise for you. Daphne was driven all the way back to Harden Murrumburra in an open top car. People lined the main streets to cheer and throw confetti as Daphne drove by. Congratulations, Daphne. We're proud of you, Daphne. Can I get an autograph? Daphne Sini was a celebrity. But she wasn't done. She woke before dawn and trained all morning. She raced in the pool and on the track. She shot arrows and duelled with swords. She played basketball and table tennis. She hurled shot puts and javelins and clubs. And when her morning training was done, she changed into business clothes and went to work as a typist. Come on, clock, Daphne whispered. I've got training to do. And when the clock struck five, she was back in the pool and back on the track until bedtime. But she wasn't done. Daphne did it day after day and her amazing prowess caught the eyes of more very important sports officials. Daphne Jean Sini, you're on the Commonwealth team. At the Commonwealth Paraplegic Games, Daphne won 22 medals across six different sports. But she wasn't done. Daphne Jean Sini, you're on the Paralympic team again. She flew to Tokyo and Tel Aviv, and after a haul of 14 Paralympic medals, Daphne thought she might be done competing, but she was still busy off the sports field. She got married and became Daphne Hilton. And then she had twins. This is a miracle, Mrs Hilton, doctors said. You're the only paraplegic mother on record to have twins in Australia, maybe even the world. But Daphne still wasn't done. 42 years after her retirement from sport, she made a comeback. Lawn bowls, she declared. I might even make this Sydney 2000 Paralympic team. Daphne won a silver and bronze medal at the World Wheelchair Games. But sadly, lawn bowls wasn't included in the Sydney Paralympics. But Daphne still showed up. 
can't wait to see the Paralympic Village. Daphne said, about that, said the Sydney officials. You'll love it. In fact, we've chosen you to officially open it. Daphne was handed a pair of scissors. She gripped the handles and leaned back. Then she sprung forward and snipped the ribbon to a round of applause. The world had come a long way since Rome, and so had Daphne. And she was done. This episode was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people, and we pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. If you loved this episode, there's another sporty one you might like. One of our most popular episodes ever is the one about Ash Barty. Whack! Ash zipped across the court, leaping, sliding and sprinting. Whack! She thumped the ball back and forth, sending it soaring over the net. Every stroke was filled with power. Whack! Passion. Whack! And determination. Whack! You can find it by searching for Fierce Girls Ash Barty in the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a teacher, did you know that you can bring Fierce Girls into your classroom? We have a bunch of free educational resources that go along with the show. Great for empowering the kids in your life. They're on our website at abc.net.au slash fiercegirls. Over and out.